When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Sissoko finally waited. Erickson, low. Great ball into the middle. What a save by Heaton. Tonight's Davison Sanchez, Lucas Moura. And belted into the net, brilliant goal! On debut, Tunge Ondombele has scored the equaliser for Spurs. Lucas Moura clips it. Oh, great goal! Stephen Bergwijn has arrived in North London! That is absolutely incredible on debut! Oh, yay! What a finish for 3-2 from Serge Aurier! First hand here to Son. Kane, good area for Spurs. And Kane's not afraid to shoot. Wow, what a goal, Harry Kane. That is exceptional. Try and place it. Wonderfully taken by Eric Lamella. Never afraid to take on a shot, and with good reason. Terra in the Burnley back line, and Son breaks forward. Oh, wow, what a run. Yermin Son from inside his own half has scored one of the best Welcome, good evening to another New Space Order ho- uh, podcast. Jesus Christ, I'm uh, going to have to apologise, I'm ill, maybe because my team's too sick with it, maybe because they're not, I don't know, we'll get into it. I'll be a host this evening, uh, X-Pac, I'll be joined by two sceptical co-host tonight if to, to say the least firstly i'll go to sting aka jack how you doing what's going on it's good to be back on twitter it's good to be back on the pod i can uh speak freely on these waste men that play for thfc and i'm gonna go wow actually i'm, I'm gonna go hard on the pod because you know it's, it's late you know I had a hard day you know hard day days work but on twitter i'm gonna be typing this shit out of these players Damn right, damn right. And uh, Scott Hall, okay, Yao. Hey, man, I started off the season, that's the good guy. But these guys wouldn't let me be good for too long. <laughs> they, they've returned me to my bad ways. Oh, man, you know, we're here again. 
No, you wouldn't have thought this would have uh, come off a win. But again, um, we, so it, we obviously just come off playing Leeds on the weekends. Um, myself and Yael previewed this game a little bit and we were optimistic in a prediction of a win without the the expectation of a good performance. So I'll come to you first, Jack. Um, how did you feel, obviously, going into that game with the lineup um, that we had? Um, I, listen, every starting lineup that we put out doesn't fill me with any kind of confidence at all. But in particular, I did feel we might have got a draw out of that game. I didn't think we'd have won it, to be honest. I thought that front line, um, Kudu not starting as well, it wasn't inspiring. And yeah, that back line is always going to be a problem no matter who's there. I think even with Romero included. So it was always going to be an issue for me. Um, and then you got that guy on the left that doesn't want to, is allergic to scoring goals as well. So it's hard, man. It's hard. It's, it's hard looking at that lineup, to be honest. But yeah, we got there in the end. Was there a name for said lad out there who's uh, not scoring goals? I'll call, I'll, I'll call him Richard. I'll call him Richard. Wow. <laughs> I won't say what's short for Richard. Um, <laughs> going into the game, I, do you know what? Before they went one nil up, of course they did because we we like to concede the first goal in almost every game we play. Um, up to then, I thought we had started really well. Again, it's it's another game where we've actually looked to, I guess, take the initiative and get on the front foot, and then we just get. Um, pegged back again. Pause. Won't be my first or last. Um, and then psychologically, we just <laughs> um, done again. But I guess, um, how would you actually sum up the first half performance in general? Obviously, knowing we went obviously into half time two uh, one down. Um, yeah, I, I, I wasn't. I knew we would come up with a better performance once, you know, once the, the goals were leaked. You know. What's that? That <laughs> could have been anything. That could have been anything. Um, but yeah, um, the performance sounded like that anyway, basically. Um, it was, it was, it was chaotic. It was, it was rock and roll football at, um, in the second half in particular, but. Yeah, we knew the urgency was going to be there once we conceded that goal, once we conceded that goal again and again. Um, but we, you can't keep affording to do that. Um, we're lucky it was Leeds. Any other opponent, that would slightly better. It would have been a different story. So, yeah, I feel the, the, the bright spark and the positive from the game is Kulu because that guy is mint. He is, he is the guy. He is now the most important informed player right now. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's actually what gave me optimism obviously going into the game. Having a good idea that he would probably start the game as with Richarlison to make up what would be a kind of front three that I wanted to see for a little while. I wanted to give Richarlison the benefit of the doubt of finally starting in one of his preferred positions. Um, yeah, obviously we... Um, I guess at the point in the game, we, we actually managed to equalise through quite a dubious goal. Another set piece, shout out Gianni Vio, although it was a bit of a foul on Melier. Um Was there anything that stood out, I guess, for the rest of the half as well? Even if it was the goal that kind of screamed any positive or negative vibes for you? 
firstly, I'd, I'd like to ask, why is that a foul? That's the first thing I'd like to ask. Because my, my whole thing on this is, and, and, you know, maybe, you know, if it happened to Spurs, I'd be, you know, furious. But I just feel like two players go up for the ball, two Spurs players go up for the ball for the header. The keeper beats them in the air, punches it, yeah? Now, as they're coming down, he just literally does what any goalkeeper should do in that scenario. I think he tries to con a foul. I, I honestly don't see where where there was enough force for him to fall into the back of the goal. I was like, all right, so cool. So, obviously, Muk goes and, you know, finishes it off very well, to be fair to him. Um, but essentially, the, the first half was... I wouldn't say it was a bore. It was exciting, uh, if you're looking at it from a neutral perspective. But it was it was a tough watch for from a Spurs perspective because it, just defensively, like that first goal, especially for the love of God, I I hate that centre midfielder. I hate his guts. Yeah, I'm not even going to mention his name. I hate his guts. This guy got rolled by a teenager. Yeah, or if it is a man, then it's a man masquerading in in a teenager's body. Yeah, because bloody hell, he got absolutely rolled, bodied off. Dyer is a bit too high in his positioning. Not the first time we're going to say this in this pod. Concede the goal. Not the last. We, you know, not the last. Ever. We we equalise. <laughs> and just before half time, concede again. <laughs> I mean, like, we're at home. We were playing like, like a team in the bottom half, just going away. We were at home. We should have controlled that game. I, I think we were, though. To, no. to a certain extent, I thought no, we were I, like, a better team. Now, I think any game against Leeds that ends or like basically is in that fashion, you've allowed Leeds to literally get a foothold in the game because that's how Leeds play. They play literally gung ho football, bam, 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 bam. So any game that feels like it's a bit back and forth, especially against Leeds, you've, you've let them get into the game and you've not controlled it. When I say we should have controlled that game, we should have pinned them in. We didn't do that. Maybe so. I think to a point, I felt they had probably, I guess, three relatively dangerous attacks. Scored from two of them. Um, to be fair, I think from the second attack, Aronson absolutely done Dyer and then managed to win the corner, which we effectively just, we didn't really clear our lines properly. It got fed back and that first time volley from Rodrigo wasn't that good. He did the right to get some contact on it. But yeah, I was quite critical of Loris to, to give that out. I thought like it was pretty much straight at him. Maybe I think Dyer has to step up. It's, it's all good and well, Dyer doing the whole nonsense of, oh, what were you guys doing? You follow your man. You bloody blind one back. Step out. Yeah, he would have been offside. He just would have been offside. I know people are going to be like, oh, he ran from a... Di-. Listen, we have VAR now. Yeah. Even if it was tight, it might have been. I would have rathered he stepped out and it was a tight call and, oh, he just beat the offside trap, yeah? As opposed to you, our last man defender is standing there, keeping him miles on. He volleys it. Yeah, fine. I, I mean, Larice drinks wine before games. Like, what do you want him to do? He was drunk. This was another drunken master performance. Yeah, I, uh, I, won't, I won't dispute that. Um... So going into half time as well. Um like I get it, obviously, we haven't performed that well over the last like month or so. 
plays of fatigue and that and booze rang round. It's the stadium again at half time. Um I think in isolation I don't think that performance alone justified that, but um I don't know about your guys' thoughts on that, like on booing in the stadium as well as um the booze that rang out when when Emerson came off as well. Like what are your thoughts on that from both of you? What I'll say is the booing at half time I fully agree with. I think if your team is losing at home to a team like Leeds, you have every right to be booed, to be honest. Um, simple as that. As far as the Emerson thing goes, I don't think you should target particular players um, when it comes to booing. Um, I think the guy tries. I think he works his ass off, but <laughs> it doesn't mean, obviously it doesn't mean you should be a Premier League footballer, but I think you should boo based on that. More, more towards the attitude side of things, and um, maybe off the, you know, off the pitch stuff. I don't know. Who knows? But you know, I don't, I, I don't agree with the actual um, jeering of him when he when he came off. To be honest, I think I did feel kind of sorry for him when he came off. Yeah, he kind of had a performance which summed up his time at Spurs, where he was probably on the end of our two best attacks. Had had two best chances in the first half. And, um, yeah, didn't really have any conviction with either of his efforts. That pass as well, that, that um, crossfield pass, flipping it. That was tragic. Um, I don't even yeah. know what he was trying to do. I think He was looking for Perisic. He might have done better. It was so... He, he literally um, sprung Leeds back on an attack. I, I we were ask. lucky we didn't concede from that, I, to be I honest. couldn't believe it. He literally... Listen, I'm with Jack on this. Um, I think the booze at halftime, I fully agree with because we've gone behind in the last eight games and I think in all competitions. Um, the jeering of Emerson, of all players to jeer. Now, I, and I say that in, in the nicest way possible because he does try. Yeah, like, I'd rather it was just mute. I'd rather nobody say nothing. Yeah, because he, he actually does try. I, I give him more respect on the basis that he he tries then i give that stupid center midfielder who just just points you you go there and and you go there yeah and gets bodied by everyone but everyone seems to call him a bloody viking if he was a real viking and he had a show on amazon one star rated if that minus one yeah it's 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 (laughs) yeah so no i don't agree with the 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 jeering or booing of of Emerson. Ideally, I'd want him to, you know, work hard in training. You know, next game is Boxing Day, if I'm correct. Um, I want him to score two goals and go to the fans and, you know, give them the old uh, Meek Mill's silent finger. But unfortunately, we know that's not going to happen. <laughs> so he, he, better, he better be prepared because it's about to get worse. Someone... <laughs> Someone's got to block that transaction for him, like paying to improve his abilities. Because, yeah, so- <laughs> that that shit ain't working. Someone's got to like, I don't know, bless him. Yeah, he paid how much? A hundred, a hundred thousand. It was up to a million, wasn't it? Yeah, he should have run that check towards me. I'd have been, <laughs> I'd have had him doing something, bro. I don't know, bro. This guy- or was it a hundred thousand? I'm getting confused now. I'm, I'm thinking I'm that a million was. must be. Seen them out. I'm more frightened by the fact that 
I'm just frightened by Conte's stubbornness, to be honest with you. <laughs> like, I'm good. Because like, it's just, it's been bad for like 12 games straight. Like, I, I can't think of a game, maybe Everton, maybe Everton. Might be the, the one and only game in that 12 game straight where I could be like, yeah, we didn't deserve to lose. We dominated that game, you know, yada, yada, yada. Everything else, I'm like, Okay, it's, it was just a character building game. Oh, how how many goals can we go down by and come back and win? <laughs> like, I didn't understand it. We went away to Bournemouth, 2 0, 1. Went away to who did we go away to? Marseille, I guess. Marseille, come back. 1 0, win. And I'm like, I mean, for the neutrals, that's football. <laughs> for us, that's hell. Yeah. And we don't deserve hell anymore. Like, this is too much. But. I love how you just did that little car salesman pose there, just with the two fingers. Um, yeah, it's it's with. I've been quite critical of Conte so far. It's the only thing which hasn't made me really kind of lay into Conte is that he hasn't been necessarily throwing his toys out of his pram, um, especially against the Nottingham Forest game. I, I think he's making these selections deliberately. That's why I don't. Think I think he's making them. some of them deliberately, to be fair. But I think, at some at, to a very small degree, I think he's taken a little bit of accountability for some of our shortcomings as well. Like doing that press conference after the Nottingham Forest game, when he didn't necessarily need to, and he said, "Okay, I just thank the players for their effort and blah blah blah," which kind of just means to me, it's like, okay, you put those players in that position knowing they were that tired and we didn't get the results. So that's you kind of saying it's your fault without actually saying it's your fault. Um, I think there's been like small bits of accountability where he, he, he seems to quote and reference, um, not quote, but he seems to reference Klopp quite a lot. I think he's already done it like three or four times. Like, okay. Yeah. Like Klopp's team, we need like three or four years to build. I'm still looking to build with this team. We need time. We need patience, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, okay, like at least you're not throwing your toys out your pram and being a little brat like you have been at other clubs when it hasn't fully gone your way. Um, So I'm kind of just like putting a lid on it for now. But yeah, I, I need to see how it goes. Jack, sorry, were you about to say something? No, 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 I wasn't. Um, but all I'll say is I'm all for it, to be honest. I'm all for um, the uh, intentional Emerson Royale showings uh, as a message to the board, essentially. Um, <laughs> in a way, it's for the greater good. I think in in a way we kind of have to suffer now to reap the rewards later, but um, can't guarantee those rewards with Enoch and Levy. So pff, it's a... Uh, Double-edged sword, to be honest. Well, let's see what happens. Um, we'll see what happens. Yeah, it's it's just weird. Some of the decisions he's made with, especially the right wing right wing back position, and being stubborn with Basuma earlier off in the season, playing Huibier as much as he has, as well. I think he's a like a pretty high contributing factor to him, as uh, Mister Saifullah Soul says. His uh, physicality now not being far off Brian Hill, which is actually quite true now if you've been watching him versus Sporting and now Leeds. He just gets rolled so easily where he just, I guess he doesn't have legs. He's been non-existent against 
teams like Bournemouth and Nottingham Forest as well. So it's, yeah, it's um, going to be interesting to see what happens in January for sure. Um, just heading into the second half of the game now. Um, we managed to get a quick equaliser. It was quite um, predictable. We would probably start quite fast in the second half. Whenever we're losing, we we will just come out. Um, ben Davis, who who actually had a really good game, I thought. I I won't do too much hyperbole, but I think he had a good game. Um, Caps it off with a goal, which I think he deserves the the credit for. Um, it was just what followed that which was a concern to me um yeah jack how would you kind of summary now kind of game management after we actually equalized because yeah i felt like we we let leeds have way too much control like even way more than i thought they had in the first half yeah i, th- I think um the urgency just drops every time we, we feel like we're in a relatively comfortable position which it infuriates me because I, I, I truly believe it's just a mentality thing because we've seen it, you know, we've seen it under Jose as well. So um, it is definitely something that the players, it's a flick of a switch. Every goal is just a flick of a switch. It's on, off, on, off. And this game was probably the the biggest symbol of that. And I think that, to me, that screams a permanent mentality issue that you can't really fix. And yeah, and I think also... Um, Conte system relies on sort of obviously auto, we talk about automation a lot and um, doing things by instinct and just you know not not fully being yourself but being a bit rigid almost and once that rigid rigidity goes away they you know we see a bit more fluidity going forward but that's out of urgency that's not out of intent so I think that that balance needs to be struck between how we you know how proactive we should be. And we're just not proactive. That's essentially it. We're just not a proactive team. And part of me thinks that's not by design. I just think that the players just don't, just don't, they just play with fear. They just play with fear a lot of the time. And I think Conte has to be held accountable for some of the players. But the players ultimately play with fear because they're a bunch of pussies. And they have been for a number of years now. And I'm I'm looking at certain certain guys at the back as well. I call him ED, but you know, I say no. um, I love it, Jack. You definitely don't sugarcoat it. Yeah, I think it, I, for me, it's partly fatigue, partly fear to play, as well, and partly not having the capability to do so without um, without someone like Kulisevsky that can make those correct decisions just in between midfield and attack. Like it's just shown how much we've missed him. Um, I had done. To, to you now how did you kind of sum up that second half um up to i guess our um our third goal our third goal yeah so in between i guess us equalizing and then our third goal this is there's a there's a lot of problems here with our third goal yeah and i've heard many different things First and foremost, I think Benton Cole is fouled. Yeah, but that's my take. Yeah, I think he's fouled. I also acknowledge that Kulu does have to react just a bit quicker to when Benton Cole does toe poke the ball forward. But that's fine. I can I can forgive the two individuals that I've just mentioned because of what they've done since January. 
but there is a guy from South America of dark complexion that's not a killer. He is not Batman, yeah? He doesn't know how to seek vengeance when things need to be done. The space in which Sanchez looks at him, he looks at Rodrigo. Before anything even materializes, he looks and looks back at the ball and decides, I'm going to focus on the ball. Not the man that has just peeled away from you and is now in five to nearly ten yards of space. I'm going to look at the bloody ball. He looks at the ball, and where does the ball go to? The man in space. Now, I will highlight. It's a great finish, by the way. Mm, at the same time, really good. Larice should do a bit better, but it's a, I'm not taking away from the finish. The finish is actually quality. That's yeah. actually the least critical I was of Larice, I think, of the yeah, goals. I, like, I, I'll be brutally honest. That that's a quality finish, but I just can't forgive the fact that Sanchez gave that amount of space. And I know people will say, obviously, Doherty's pushed up and you know all that kind of stuff. That's fine, yeah. But the defenders have to be aware. Now, our third goal. Our third goal is a reason why Ben 10 is respected. Ben 10 score, some are saying. Yeah, Ben 10 score. I mean, that's the that's his name. Like he I respect him because he just acknowledges space. It's a good cross, by the way, by Doherty. You know, I mean, it's a dangerous cross. The defender has no choice but to clear it. It's not one of those crosses where people are like, oh, it doesn't beat the... Listen, the defender is deep enough in that box that if it beats him, it's literally on top of our player's head, pause, and <laughs> it could be a goal, yeah? But he clears it, and Ben is just there, takes it down, claps it. Now, he got fortunate with the little deflection, but you, you just have to take those chances. Now, people will be like, you're giving him too much ratings and all that kind of stuff. Big man, he has been, he has never scored this amount of goals in his career, in a season. He's never been known to be a goal scorer. Do you know why he's turning it on? I'll give you a perfect example why. Because his teammate is Duck Sauce. He's rubbish. Yeah? Not saying that Duck Sauce is rubbish. You know, I'm getting adverts for Duck Sauce now but wow. since we've started calling and posting on this pod. I got hey, adverts for it the other day. Listen, I just had to laugh. Listen, this guy is taking the mick, yeah? And he's leaving Benton Court to literally do stuff by himself. Like, he's he's almost on a midfield island literally by himself. Like, nobody is helping him whatsoever. And freaking Antonio Conte has the audacity to pair these two and give ratings to that non-Viking rat, it infuriates me. It absolutely <laughs> infuriates me. Like, I'd just rather you get a DM and have somebody sit and say, Ben, hey, do what you want to do. You know, push up, help out the, the attack as much as possible. And when you get a chance, drop into midfield and help out. I think that would work better. But pairing him up with Hoiberg, oh my God, it's, it's just awful to watch. It's awful to watch. There was Great an interesting time. change made by Conte as well. And you could argue now in hindsight, he was being proactive. But at the time, and I'll go to you, Jack, even though I have a feeling you might say um, what I think you might say. Um, Richarlison, who on watching it back, I thought was okay in the first half. I can't even lie. I thought he was okay. Didn't 
like a few things he didn't pull off, but a few things he was actually really good at. Good in the press. He was involved in uh, our best moves in the first half and uh, had a chance at the end of the first half, which he could have done better with maybe, but he's there. Um, second half, I felt he was non-existent, to be fair. But even at that point, and even as critical as you are of Richarlison, Jack, were you happy with, um, at the time, were you happy with Conte bringing Richarlison off to bring on Basuma? Um, something needed to change, but I, can't, I, I wasn't happy or unhappy that Richarlison came off. I was just, I was just new, completely neutral and completely numb to it, to be honest. Um, yeah, I, I felt Basuma needed to come on anyway. I, I didn't expect it to be for him. Um, I thought, but you know, it allowed Kulu to probably get um, well later on, um, drift inwards a bit more, and yeah, sort of have a bit more freedom um, along the front line. To be honest, and yeah, so I can't say I, I I don't have anything for Richardson. To be honest, I don't have any excitement. I don't have any dread or hate for him. He's just mid. That's it. That's it. That's all I've got to say on the matter. To be honest. He's not. He's not. He's just mid-table Premier League fodder. Do you, do you think? Do you think? Um, this is a question I have to ask uh, Jack, uh, Honourable Jack. Uh, do you think Tobes, uh has a liking towards mid-level players? <laughs> That's just a question. I, I mean, I'm intrigued to hear your listen. Twenty twenty Tobes had a massive liking for. Mid-level players. That's all I'll say. But I can't lie. That's that's started to creep in again this year, 2022. I, I'm looking at Richarlison, like you know, players well, like he's, that. he's a fan of Hoisin. We know that much. Hoibia, you know, mm. players like that. So, boy, he's, he, I can't I can't speak about a man that can't respond. So, you know, can't say too much. So, but yeah, I'll, we'll bring it on the chat later on. But I'm sure we will. I'm sure yeah, we will. Um, that guy Richard. Mid. 15 goals, my backside. <laughs> he still has time. He still has time to stay. Oh, that's, that's, that's a tight window, boy, to be fair. No, it's not. Not if we... Um, Six months? We got more than those amount of games in the Premier League. We got cup competitions, which we are still in. I was saying 15 Prem goals, by the way. Yeah, that's it's 15 Prem. That's what you said, isn't it? No, you won't get 15 Prem goals, I don't think. But I think, I think if he gets anywhere in the double digits, that's 10 and above. Is a good first season. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I'll take that. Um, yeah, just to close off the Leeds game now, and um, we obviously made it four three late on again. Kulisevsky with, um, I guess, what a lot of people and I agree like it's a good moment of I am um, IQ um, leading the charge and scoring the goal. Ben Tanker, would you be fair to say one that's probably one of Pesuma's best games and he's now feeling a part of the team and two, Ben Tanker has gone up a level yeah, even since so. last season. Yeah, I think that's fair to say for, for both of them. I'd agree. Yeah, I think I think Benton, he started off a bit slowly but um, he's gone up mm. a couple levels uh, since um, and he's been, he's been, he's been consistent um, this season for her. Uh, for a couple of months now. So, yeah, I'd say that. And I think as far as Basuma's best game, I still think Basuma's best game was Liverpool, though he lost. But um, I think the way he was, that, 
the way he controlled that midfield and the urgency that we had, the way he was cutting those passages of play in transition for Liverpool and bring, you know, recycling. I don't want to say recycling because that reminds me of certain certain number eight. Uh, <laughs> he nearly walked into my way. Nearly, nearly, nearly walked into that one. But um, he was literally starting off attack after attack after attack, basically. And that's what we need. And, you know, he could play a football pass unlike certain men. So, yeah. Fair enough. Um, not to redeem fight. myself there at the end. There you go. Of course you did. Of course you did. Um, yeah, I was happy with, obviously, how much Basuma was just driving it forward as well. I don't know if Conte was instructing him to do that because so far he's been instructing him to do anything but and um, had him, I guess, a bit deeper than I would have wanted. But, yeah, Basuma was great. Ben Davis, great. Um, ben Tanscore, obviously, really good. Um, who do I have an honourable mention for? I guess Davison Sanchez had a good cameo after his part in their third goal. I thought he was good in his uh, progressive passes and counter-pressing. He was just constantly forward. I've just got to acknowledge it. Obviously, I'm still looking. I'm on the side of the fence where we should probably sell him and move him on, but yeah, for me, he, he had a good cameo. A broken clock is right twice a day, so let him, you there know. There you go. Him for me moment. as well, I guess that game was, I, again, I wasn't expecting a good performance, but to finish this run of games on a win um, puts us in good stead, I think. And I, I thought he was a good contributor to that. Yeah, but we're still, we're still, only, we're still only four game. points better off at this point. Than like compared to last season, so you know yeah. what? And I'm I'm gonna. This is the I can't believe it. I'm doing this. Again. Yeah, we are only four points better off than we were last season. But this is the part in which I'm gonna be nice. I think Conte came in at game week ten. Is that correct? Or just something after? like that? Something well, like that. So if you're comparing it in terms of in terms of time, he only managed four games because we've only played what fourteen or fifteen five games. Call it that. Yeah, so he only managed five games, and whatever he accumulated in that time, I'd say, I'd say we've we've done a little bit of progressing, but we definitely need to do better in this next five games before we get to the halfway stage of the season. Yeah, for sure. Um, I guess we're calling it the halfway stage, and I guess to summarize it a bit. Um, of course, I'm going to be the nice guy for Conte after being quite critical of him. But obviously, we finish going into the break top four. We top the Champions League group. This is after the hectic fixture of games, uh, the passing of uh, fitness coach Fintroni. Um And some of the games we've got out of the way kind of favours our running, I think. Like we've played Chelsea away, United away and Arsenal away already. Um and these are some of the harder games, I think. I, most of the top six haven't played as many games as us. I haven't fully checked, but I don't feel like that's the case. I, I just feel like as long as we can get most of these World Cup players fit and injury-free coming into the second half of the season, I think it looks promising for us, obviously, depending on how much breaks we get between games going forward. Because, again, like the schedule is probably going to still be quite hectic. Well, I don't know. Um, how would you kind of grade, though? Like, if we kind of zoom out and summarise it like that, how would you grade 
this season at this stage so far out of 10? Uh, Jack, I'll start with you. Because I, I know you're itching to say 8 out of 10. <laughs> oh, he beat me to it. Um, <laughs> I'd say 6. Um, I'd say 6. Um, I think we've... We're still in, we're in the Champions League spot, but it's not progress from... Uh, I'd say where we want to be, we want to be a bit further than that. We want to be closer to City and Arsenal than um, than we currently are, to be honest. And I think, again, I always say, I always say, hey, I attend transfer window because um, it was a missed opportunity to actually get close so that next season we can be even more prepared to actually do something serious. Um, but I still think we're a fair bit away from that and got a lot of work to do. January, which I mentioned in the chat, um, we're hoping that we can actually have a big payoff there and you know, improve the squad drastically. Get you know, shed shed a few players out there. Drastically, um, is that realistic in January? For January, for January, relatively, because um, we failed to do. We were supposed to do it in the summer, so that work that we failed to complete in the summer has to be carried out now in January. Um, it's okay. as simple as that. That's just that's just um, a postponement of the efforts that we we're supposed to have made already. Fair enough. And uh, six out of ten for, for Jack there as well. Uh, Scott Hall, how would you kind of grade it so far? It's tough, you know. Um, I think I think a six out of ten might be fair. Might might be. I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. I'm I'm almost inclined to say 5.5. Okay. I think that's a bit harsh, but... Because for me, I'm like, yeah, we've increased the amount of points from last season at this same stage, I guess it is. Um, but the performances are, are frightening. Like... And there's a lot of, you know, people saving themselves for the World Cup and all of that. I hear that. But unless we come back from the World Cup and the performances drastically improve, I can't see us gaining points regularly and consistently to be comfortable in the top four. And that, that's where my fear is. Because, like, right now we can say Arsenal are playing fantastic. Uh, City are playing fantastic and Newcastle are playing fantastic. We can say those three teams almost deserve, in terms of what we've watched, to be where they are in the league. We were, we're really kind of just hanging on but for dear life because everyone else below us is just as bad, like performance-wise. Yeah, And so, I don't know. I, maybe 5.5 might be harsh. I think, like I said, 6 out of 10 is fair. Um because there's positives to take from this. Positive is we've got some character in this team, some, not all, but some, to at least go down fighting. Um, and we, we've we managed to pick up, I think it's 
13 points. It might be 16 even after this Leeds game. But somewhere in that um, region, we've managed to pick up that amount of points from a losing position. So for me, I'm like, you know, what we're bordering on being tough to beat, but it's just, it's just such a slog to watch. And that's yes. the problem. Okay, that that is actually fair in, in that sense. It's quite because... weird. We're like, no, no, go on. Um, all I was going to say is, um, obviously, that's something I've been critical of and disappointing, um, in my opinion, as well. Although I do feel like, as well, the character in the team to be able to get these late goals and win games has been shown not only this season, but last season. And it's actually a good platform, I think, to go into the second half of the season on. Um, and as for the general performances, I still think there's most of our squads have still got a second gear to go through. I think the whole team have got another few gears to go through um, because I, I still don't really see the team I saw at the end of last season uh, unless Kulisevsky plays. Um, obviously, I'm so happy that he's not going to the World Cup as well from a selfish perspective. Like, I've got to be. I'm not a fan of this World Cup anyway, but I'm glad that Sweden didn't qualify. I think him being fit going into the second half of the season, him helping other team, other players, obviously getting going through the gears. And Conte, in theory, should know his squad better. I think he'll benefit from a bit of like timeout and seeing um, seeing things from the outside for a bit, seeing his family, mourning his friend, etc., etc. I don't know. Um, for me, though, I'll grade the season so far based on, I guess, some of the things which have. I kind of sound like I'm giving them excuses, but just the whole schedule and Conte mismanaging the squad. I think from what the players have actually managed to produce result-wise, I'd still give it... I'll give it a seven, and I'm only kind of keeping it at that because I was disappointed we went out the Carabao Cup as well. Otherwise, it might have been a little bit higher, but I think seven's fair. Seven's high. Unnecessary. I think I think anything above seven would be considered like very good to great. Um, but yeah, I would just say like it's been good, but results wise, I think performance wise, if I was just to grade it on performances alone, it would be much lower. But I've just got to look at obviously the position we're in in the league and in the Champions League and where our players are um, at this stage of the season. With January still to come as well. Um, yeah, I'll have it as a seven. Boy, I... this is a game of opinions. I don't think I've, even, <laughs> I've not moved the needle with either of you to one single it's a bit. game of opinions. I just feel seven, seven suggests good, good progress or decent progress being made from, from the back end of last season, I'd say, for me. Um, and we've regressed from the back end of last season. Yeah, I don't even feel like it's progress even. I don't even think it's good progress. Um, I, I, I don't think our performances have justified using progress in any any sense. Um, but just, just for what we've managed to actually, like, sort of achieve so far. And I think um, there's an element with some Spurs fans not naming names, certainly not the YouTube. I think we might be cock watching pause Arsenal a little bit and comparing ourselves to 
to them and seeing where they are on the table and they're playing really good football and winning and we're I feel like people haven't watched Spurs I think um accusations that we're too defensive aren't aren't fair like I feel like we actually do play good football when it when we're actually like our players are playing well but obviously when they're tired and not playing well and Conte doesn't rotate and see we we just go to shit I don't know I would just grade it based on perform like results that we've actually got not uh not performances is my I guess my overarching point it's it's relative it's it's points relative to performance I guess is what you're sort of basing it on results results um yeah base yeah I get that I get that I don't I don't I think I think I think Owen our honourable brother is being being positive for no reason. You've seen you've seen the games, yeah. No, you know what? I've also seen us be the best team in the in the country for two years under Pochettino without getting anything. So yeah, it's that's, that's Poch's fault. Man, I think man, I, so. You were gonna go to say something else. I think man, manage uh, the moments better. Hmm. I, I think mean, Owen's, Owen's using different barometers. That's what it is. Yeah, that's all it is. Us. I'm, I'm, I'm more basing it on performance. You know, certain man will say, you know, Mook is in top form because he's got twelve and fifteen. No, I don't think he's in top no, form. He's not. He's I'm not just saying. saying certain people will say that. I'm just saying. I was saying top form is such a fast stretch. I think he's in decent goal scoring form as opposed to all round performance again he's kind of typified what Spurs have been like like he's got his goals we've got our results he's not performed well we haven't performed well as a team it's uh kind of been a fixture of our, our whole season Kulizewski has to be put in a back to tank after yeah. every single game 100% I think I think it just shows that we, I mean, we done good business in January, of course, uh, getting in Ben and Kudu, and it, that showed towards the back end of last season, and it shows how much we sorely missed him. Um, because I don't, I don't think we lose four games at this point of the season if Kudu had been fit. Maybe two, probably three, if if I'm being fair. But I don't think we lose four if Kudu had been uh, fit. And so we we need. We need to not only get players like that in January, like one or two, two ideally, three would be fantastic. Uh, I doubt we'll get three, but two would be ideal. Agreed. Um, and we definitely need to like start putting teams to bed early. Like uh, we, we need to start on the front foot and none of this, oh, let's go down by two and see if we can get the win because... Listen, I'm not. I'm not doing it any any longer. If that continues, I'm I'm willing to to sell my my season ticket for the second half. I'll come back next season, bro, because I'm I'll break chairs in that stadium if I have to see see much of that. I'm not, I'm not having it. So expensive chairs as well. I couldn't care less, Jack. <laughs> I'll break I'll break every single chair. I'll lose my bloody head. I, listen, Tops was there with me. Bless me. Um. During the sporting game, I was there with my son and and my good friend uh, Wesley. And honestly, when we scored, I think I put, I think I put two guys sitting behind me in a headlock. <laughs> I was elated because I was yelling everything under the sun. I was, 
Ah, I was moving mad. Uh, and then for it, when that got chalked off, I was I was even more pissed because I was like, you guys done this to us. You gave us a crap performance. Didn't get started to the second half. We finally think we've got the win. And it's turned out it's a draw. Uh, but, you know, long and behold, we moved forward. We rectified that with another bad performance and somehow <laughs> get over the line. It's just, it's just, where where does it stop? That's all I ask for. I just, I, I just want it. I just want the pain to stop. That's all. There's been a lot of pain for many years. And I, I'm just pleading with this team uh, from Yabuzia, Scott Hall of the NSO. Please make this pain stop. Please, guys. Dankeschön. Just do the right thing for once. That's all we ask for. That's all we ask for. <laughs> what, I'll, what I'll say on the sort of um, bringing in a couple of players thing, we've lost... So where we've lost, where we've gained in goals with set pieces, we've lost with goals from Son um, massively. So in that way, we haven't progressed at all. And probably, you know, we've, we have progressed in that sense. Do you feel, well, I mean, I know you're hosting, but this question is just itching no, me. No, do, we feel, do we feel we should get someone to replace some of the goals that Son is inevitably going to miss out on? I think we've done that in the summer. That's disgusting. That that's a foul response. Because how are you even meant to respond to that? That that's that's okay. I can't. That that's it aligns with. He's he's right. Yeah. And to to be fair, that's what we bought him for. And this is where I'm gonna be nice. I, I mean, granted, he came from Everton. He's at our club. He's had not a great six months. Well, not even six months is really only been for. Um, but he may need, you know, some sort of time to, you know, get it going, I guess. Wow, that is some sort of analogy. To... <laughs> <laughs> okay, buddy. Um, but Son has annoyed the living hell out of me. Like, honestly, I, I couldn't care less what happens next in his career. I honestly couldn't care less. And I know a lot of Spurs fans like, what are you talking about? Look at what he's done and all that. Because I'm like, I can't believe how bad he's been this season. Like, like bad. Outside of the Leicester game, which was great. He came off the bench, scored a hat-trick, everyone's clapping, blah, blah, blah. Following week, he was absolutely horrendous. I was like, what's going on? And you know what's going to piss me off the most? Is if... All these players come back from the World Cup and they hit the ground running. I'm going to be livid, yeah? I don't even think there'll be a game that I'll support if I see these... Obviously, they have to. This is what is more annoying. They actually have to come back from the World Cup and hit the ground running. But if I see it, I'm still going to be mad because that means you held back or somebody told you to hold back, in which Conte has said he's been holding back. Yeah. yeah, I think to answer Jack's question a little bit more as well, I think after the World Cup, Sun comes back to rise it to an extent. He might not even show, you know, his golden boot form from last season, but I think he'll still contribute quite a lot coming to the second half of the season. And I think, and I'm going to be a bit selfish again, but I think and hope South Korea will probably go out of the group stage of the World Cup and he'll get a bit of a rest as well. Yeah, I hope they finish bottom of their group. I know Ghana's in there, so I hope they get punched up. And I hope I actually hope his mask falls off as well. 
to be fair, with the way Son's been playing, he deserves to finish last in that group because he's yeah, he's disgusted me a lot. I think the thing that epitomised it for me the most was at Old Trafford when Martinez Lisandro went for that header and this guy pulled away like uh, the word begins with P ends in Y, right? He like a honestly, pussy, bro. <laughs> honestly, what? you got a. a you've got to make up for your terrible performances by actually showing a bit of character in the game. And I'm talking like a Yerda. I'm talking like a legacy fan here, but those are just the basics. That's just the bare minimum. And, you know, he's in that kind of... Ericsson wasn't that kind of player either, where, you know, going for challenges, go, you know, going for those 50-50s, you know, try hard in duels and whatnot. But, you know, Ericsson performed, you know, he, he had his strengths and he was a consistent player even even in his last you know half season where you know things fell off massively he you know he showed game he showed moments of quality in times where he came on and changed the game completely Aston Villa opening day for example so son listen and Sai says this about you know you judge you judge the best players you criticize the best players because they are you know they have a responsibility I'm doing it with Son. You know, you do it, you should do it for Kane and you should definitely, definitely do it for Son as well. Just Mook. as much, if not more, because he's not delivering. He's known as a mook. Yeah. Son is now known as Broken Son. These guys will hold their nicknames until they until they either show us armpits or they dominate the league. Obviously, they're not going to dominate the league, so I want to see armpits. And for people that don't know what armpits are, it's silverware being aloft like this. Yeah. I want to see armpits. And until I see armpits, these men will hold their nicknames. You know, certain men have good nicknames. Certain men have bad nicknames. Hoisin has a bad nickname. Diabolical, unfortunately for him, has his name and Bolical in the same freaking nickname. And Mook, I'm not even going to say who, he's, who it is, but everybody knows who Mook is. And he will remain a Mook. Always. <laughs> so... Will we um, be unanimous in our moment of the season so far being Marseille away? Um, Marseille away was, yeah, um, I'm trying to think. I mean, speaking of Son, I think when he came on and did that that hat-trick, which is a sick hat-trick, admittedly. Um, I think that was the last good. five minutes criticising him and now he's your moment of the season. No, but yeah. it was a sick hat trick. It was. It, it was. <laughs> Got to call a spade a spade. Uh, <laughs> but, but other than that, um, but I guess Bournemouth. You know, the end. Not not. I mean, not the first eighty nine minutes of it, but um, right at the end of that, I I don't know. It's, the bar isn't exactly high, to be honest. It's not. <laughs> It's yeah, I know. It's by. a hard one. And uh, you're, you're going to love my next question. Who's been the best player so far this season? Ben. Ben Tanker. Even yeah. after the slow start? Slow start. There's all, you, I, can I think, see, you can say for most of the season so far, he's been slow. I, I think I think his slow start was probably the first five games. And I think I don't even, I wouldn't even call it a slow start. I think it was more just get, getting into the, the run of the league after the first five games, bar maybe one or two games. I think he's been fantastic. Fair enough. How about you, Jack? Emerson Royale. Um, absolute masterclass of a right wing back that we've got. Um, 
that pass against the against Leeds. Oh, oh. Um, nah, I'd say um, yeah, I'm probably inclined to agree with Yao about um, Benton Core. I criticised him a lot at the beginning of the season because he, you know, he could he can perform a lot better than um, and he has performed a lot better than what he's shown in the first five games. I don't know about the setting in thing, setting into the season because he had good games and he had not so good games um, in between. There was a lack of consistency there. So I don't know what it was. I, you know, maybe it's a system thing. Maybe it was Hoybier, uh exposing the space and making Bentacore look even worse. I don't know. Um, I don't want to make too many excuses for him uh, in his favour, but he wasn't good. But um, yeah, he, he's turned it around massively and he needs to maintain this level because the guy's got an engine, a, ma- a sick engine, and he's showing the quality that comes with it as well. So him and Kulu just need to, yeah, they, we need to get a um, couple signings of that calibre again, of that profile as well. Yeah, I have a funny feeling they might not quite cost 50 million like Benson could it though. Like if I was to speculate how much Ben Tanker is worth in the market now, boy, you might be talking close to ten times what we paid for him, and it's it's crazy. Um, I'm gonna Ben Tanker is a close second for me, and um, I know you're probably not gonna like my choice of player of the season so far. Yao definitely isn't, um, but I just feel like Kane slightly edges it for me. Purely just so he, he, I mean, he's contributed with his goals, not some consistent with his performances. Um, and having to play every single minute while all of our attackers were just dropping like flies most games. Um, yeah, he's, yeah, he's just edged it for me for that, really. Um, scored a few important goals as well, so... That and the performance away at Marseille did leave the performance away at Marseille left a bit of an impression on me as well. I can't lie, like that was more like the old Kane, which I can see lead the line, hold the ball up, get others involved in play, and then get on the end of whatever needs to play. Like you've got to remember, he played up front away at Marseille with Lucas Mora, who is one bad and two coming off an injury, so he's extra bad. Yeah, it's um. Just a slight edge for me, but that'll be um, a contentious thing throughout the group chat as well, I'm sure. Um, you will. <laughs> just the last thing as well, a couple of last things. Do you think Conte stays beyond this season, if you had to say now? Um, it, it all depends. It literally just depends on our activities um, off the field. That That's all it is. I think the team is what it is, and... Again, that is down to you know our recruitment and how we, how ruthless we act in the window. Um, and Conte's main gripes are that. So it all depends on what um, the balls in Levy's court. Basically, if if he wants Conte to stay beyond the season and not walk or or worse get sacked, you've got to back the man and you've got to ship out the crap that um, still lingers around the squad and in abundance as well. I think I think one of the things we need to do in general um, is terminate Stink's contract immediately. I don't care. Yeah. Like, he can't come back to, to Hotspur away. He can't step foot in Hotspur away. We need to dash all his clothes that is left in his locker on the street 
I don't care what cars run over it. He needs to get out of this club immediately. Yeah. When he... <laughs> We just set up a barricade, man. An NSO barricade. I'm done, yeah. Like, he cannot come back whatsoever. But today, in talking about January transfers, well, not talking about January transfers, but in talking about players, there's rumours circulating about um, Pedro Porro of, of Sporting, so... Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued as to why we're getting linked with players of that profile. Not that I'm upset with it in any way, shape or form. I'm just intrigued. Yeah, he's exciting one. Yeah, we've seen links with Skriniar, seen links with DeVry, seen links with Simikan, seen links with... Um, I'm taking Skriniar. The DeVry one, I'm not... I don't. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's done. He He's old. And, um, and also... Um, there's two centre backs that would fit us so well at Inter. Who play for that same club? The one that we're allegedly showing interest in is the one that isn't so good. <laughs> but that's Tottenham Hotspur in a nutshell, isn't it? We, we just don't make sense. Like we're we're in the matrix. That's what we are. Yeah, it's a shame. Um, Bastoni's definitely not going to leave if we were to even try and go anywhere near that either. Um, yeah. even though Inter are flagging in the league. And apparently Bastoni's not been doing too well, too well this season. But, he's you know, leaving. Cool. Even if it's not January, he's gone. Yeah, like, Ooh. he is gone. Like, he's not staying. But in, Inter are suffering. And unless Inter turn it around, there's going to be a, a wholesale come summer. So, mm-hmm. let, let's see. let's see whether any of their players leave in January. I doubt it, to be fair. But even if their players don't leave in January, let's just see how they finish in the league. Because yeah, not. it's t- it's tense for them because they uh, they're on course to not even get European football. Maybe Conference League at stretch. It, it's tight in Syria, though. To be fair, but yeah, it's not looking great for them. Um, I guess to to cap off this kind of mid-season review. Um, how do you think Spurs will actually do come the second half of the season? We have alluded to it a bit, but we'll just kind of have some kind of early predictions, I guess, for performance in the league, points tally-wise and Champions League and FA Cup-wise. Uh, Jack, I'll, uh, I'll come to you first. And uh, I think on our current trajectory, I think um, I was listening to another podcast and we're on course to get something like 72, 73 points with this kind of current run of form, but how do you see us finishing? I don't know about that. We lost three out of our, uh, three out of our last five, so I don't know how that's a good run of form. That's just points um, per game from what we've played so far. I think. I don't know how that's being measured, to be honest. But um, listen, it all depends on the window. Um, if we get two quality players in that go straight into the eleven, then I'll be much more optimistic about. Um, our trajectory, how how much closer we get to the top teams. Um, but if nothing happens and the shit lingers, then I see us falling out of the Champions League, to be honest. I see the squad being a bit... I see, yeah, because I, we've got so many fixtures, you know, Champions League, FA Cup, still to come. So I think that the squad will falter um, because of that as well. Um but if we don't, if we don't actually improve the team, which is still needed, if we, even if we had one game a week, I still think this team is this this team is trash. It's not good. So it doesn't really matter. You got to get 
players into that 11 and make whoever's okay in the squad or okay in the 11, drop them down to, to the bench because that's how you build a squad. That's how you create a squad. You don't buy squad players. You buy players that go straight into that 11. So providing we we do do a bit of January transfer business, we finish top four at least, though? Yeah, if we do, if we get a couple quality players in that, yeah, if we get a couple quality players in, that go straight into the 11, centre-back, right-wing back, um... I think, yeah, we probably do get that sort of third position. Um, not too close to City or Arsenal now, as, as if, if they continue the form that they're in. But I'd say comfortable top four, top three. That's cool. Uh, yeah, that's fair. Um, I'll, lean, I'll lean off the fence a little bit. I think we'll get um, a little bit of business done in January. I think we'll finish on low 80s for points in the Premier League. Which will probably yeah, I'll probably see us third, but third or fourth, fine. Um, hopefully, at least, at least a semi final in the FA Cup. Um, Champions League, I think, will be AC Milan, and then we'll go out in the next round. Uh, yeah, uh, how do you feel about the rest of the season? I think we're going to get relegated. How about that? Yeah. Now, well, I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, <laughs> FA Cup. <laughs> FA Cup, I think we're going out in the quarters. Uh, okay. I, I don't, I haven't, haven't particularly enjoyed any of our cup runs recently. Uh, they've been hard, hard, hard to watch. Um, so I'm not, I'm not too sure about that. Um, league. This is going to sound mad. Even with our current team, there's no reason why we shouldn't finish top four because Chelsea are unpredictable in terms of like any results that they're trying to get. They look absolutely horrible, to be fair. Um, United, well, Ronaldo is doing a fantastic job of ripping that club apart. <laughs> and, doing us a favour. And um, Liverpool... Yeah, if he goes in January, whatever Ronaldo says won't matter anyway. I, I don't even think he goes in January, but you know, let's wait and see. I think Liverpool are in a transitional period, so there's no real telling what they're going to do. And I don't think Newcastle are going, unless they purchase, obviously, in January. I don't think they're going to sustain their run of form long enough to stay in the top four. So I can't see us dropping out of the top four. But if we do get good recruits, I reckon we could finish third comfortably. Um, that's if we get good recruits. And that's a big if. Um Champions League, I think because the second tie is at home, we beat AC Milan. Um, then I think we're going to get PSG or Bayern and get slaughtered. You really, you you both really think we're going to beat Milan? Because I don't, I don't rate, I don't rate Milan. Yeah. season. I no, think, I, 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 think, I, think, I think it's a very time. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's the. I don't think we're going to beat Milan in the sense of oh, we're just going to beat Milan. I think they're, they're out of all the teams we could have faced. I think they're the one team that might work in our favour. Because <laughs> if we've got um, Club Bruges, a lot of players, a lot of fans wanted, you know, Club Bruges because they thought, oh, Club Bruges. <laughs> uh, Club Bruges would have punched us up. Like, seriously, they would have they would have given us a beating like never before. So I'm kind of glad we avoided, like, Bruges. In, but we, in... we got the group that we wanted and still... <laughs> Yeah, that yeah, was, we got, uh, exactly. We got the group that we wanted that got and nearly got punched up. But I think AC Milan, 
Italian teams and the way they've been in the Champions League, they're, they're just slow right now this season. I don't know why, uh, but outside of Napoli, all of them have been, yeah, you know, meh yeah. to watch. So um, I think AC Milan might be a more favourable tie. I, like I said, it's only because we're at home in the second leg. I'm like, hmm, maybe we could do something. But whoever we face, if we get past Milan, of course, whoever we face in the quarterfinals, they're gonna give us. They're gonna give us a beating like never before, and I'm not gonna be present for that. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, I'm just. I'm just not gonna be present for it. But if we get recruits, I might be a bit more confident. Uh, oh, this only works if Winks is kicked out of the club in January. We can't have no bad luck around us. That that guy cannot return to Hotspur. If he does, right off the season, we're getting relegated. Yeah, you can't leave bad. You can't leave bad smells lingering. And yes. you know, he's mold. He's absolute mold. Listen, how is this a guy who's getting mentioned? This man this, like, is, I'm he not even the for him. Nah, he's mold. But he, we've we've basically got rid of him, and yet we're still. Nah, we haven't got rid of him. He's like damp. Yeah, we, we've sprayed the mold wash, cleaned it. <laughs> we've even we've even replastered and painted the wall. And we're like, he's done. But in the far corner, if you look, if you just you just look, you see there's a little piece of mold still hanging around. That's him. <laughs> Need to get rid of that guy, bro. Flipping out. What a crap player. What a piece of trash. Can we not sell him to like Swansea or something like that? Flipping out. Get rid of the kid. The, the, what did Swansea what ever do to you? Like, why would you? Why would you do that to them? No, I. I oh my god. How, uh, is he injured? Yes, he's injured. He's uh, he's had ankle surgery. Oh, all right, all right. Defense League of Winks. <laughs> no, uh, Owen, Owen's Owen's unwell, so you you know you're not going to get the full response right now. So he said he's, he's, he said he's had he's ankle surgery. To... What's that yeah, going to do for him? Retire, bro. Call <laughs> 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 it a day, bro. Oh my gosh, get rid of him. Oh, I've had enough. He oh, could be our next God. interim manager if we lose another cup final. If that happens, I'm I'm definitely getting a ban in the stadium because I I I run into <laughs> the field and punch him up. Like I'm not having that. That's that's I've I've been disrespected enough by Spurs, but that is one too far. I I just about accepted Mason because the season was done as far as I was concerned. I couldn't be bothered, but I'm not gonna accept. I'm not gonna accept Winks being anywhere near a coaching or or even managerial role near our I'll lose it. I'll bloody lose it. Would Winks get into the touchline team? Yes, he would. Yes, he would. Thank, thank Just. You. Just about. <laughs> You're putting him on a nice silver platter for you. Um, <laughs> for what, way to, what a way to end uh, mid-season with you guys. Thank you so much. Sincerely, no, thank you so much. It's been a great pod. Um... New Spurs order signing out. Thank you to all of those in the chat. Uh, we're going to be taking a little break from doing club pods, I think, until the Boxing Day club games. Um, I think there will be a little uh, something, something cooking up for the uh, Touchline Fracker pods during the World Cup. But, you know, we'll wait and see. Um, until then, though, we may be back with some content throughout on the, on the Patreon, which is free. But, yeah, until then... Sting, Scott Hall, thank you again, and peace. peace. Been a pleasure. Peace.
on debut, Tungay Ondombele has scored the equaliser for Spurs. Lucas Moura clips it. Oh, great goal! Stephen Bergwijn has arrived in North London! That is absolutely incredible on debut! Oh, yay! Sports Social Podcast Network.